The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tim Clark is a toy maker and puppet builder who worked with the Jim Henson Company during the 1980s. And he's with us here just now. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, I'm doing good. So first of all, what's it like to be a toy maker? What's it like to be a toy maker? Um, Well, I've been doing it for a long time, so uh, it's always challenging. It's not an easy thing to do, um, especially as an independent toy designer and developer. Yeah, um, it's gotten even. It got harder and harder as the years went on because most toy companies want, you know, products that are going to make millions and millions of dollars. So they started uh, relying on Disney and Star Wars and. Yeah. Um, Marvel comic books and everybody else uh, to bring in, you know, high dollar amounts. So for independence, it it got more and more difficult over the years. Yeah. And when you make a toy, what process do you have to go through to get it finished? Um, Well, it depends on on really what I'm making. Mm -hmm. Like... um, Sometimes it's just drawings, you know, very detailed drawings or mechanical drawings. Uh, originally on paper, then later on on the computer uh, and in programs like SolidWorks. And um, then, you know, things changed, you know, dramatically over the course of my career where almost everything now is done on the computer. I used to do a lot of hand sculpting and uh, mold making and casting, which I'm still doing for uh, my custom handmade Boglins line. But uh, at the same time now, I'm I'm overseeing the development of the new Boglins line in China. Yeah. So do you design your toys as well as build them? Or are you sort of commissioned to build a toy based on someone's already made design? Um, I've done both. So, um, back in the eighties, I did some sculpting for GI Joe. I did some sculpting for, uh, Muppet, you know, different Muppet toys like Ernie and Bert dolls. Um, yeah. So, I I mean, it, it, everything and 
anything, you know. Yeah. When when you're an independent, you take work, whatever you can get in many ways. And I was able to be a jack of all trades from doing package design to um, illustration work to, you know, whatever, whatever needed to be done. And um, that has helped me very much so in doing this new launch because I understand the production process. I can sculpt, I can, you know, design on paper, I can do package design, I can design packaging. So from beginning to end, um, I'm even doing the photography, a lot of the photography for the product line as promotional pieces. So Hmm. yeah, it all depends on what's needed. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go right back to the start. How did you first get interested in making toys and kind of sculpting things? Well, when I was working on uh, towards the end of working on Dark Crystal and starting work on Fraggle Rock, I had approached Jim Henson about having a toy design and development group at Muppets. Mm. And I said to him, Jim, you know, we're doing such innovative things here with materials and product and everything else. And the toy companies really aren't um, selling what we do with the same imaginative power and creativity of what we are developing here. And I said, I think it would be really great if we, we had a studio where we were making up toy product ideas and presenting it to the toy companies. And um, he said, Tim, it's a really wonderful idea, but I just don't want to do it. (laughs) And I realized many years later, that was when at the beginning of when Jim was thinking of selling the Muppets to Disney. Yeah. Because he wanted to, he didn't want to be running a big corporation like Disney did. He wanted to um, just stay small and be creative and doing creative projects. He really didn't want to be involved in, you know, um, having this massive industry. Yeah. So um, then after working on Fraggle Rock, they, I had been on full-time staff and they put a lot of us on free, uh, on uh, freelance. So I started, that's when I started uh, developing uh, toy concepts and ideas uh, for toy companies. And on the subject of Jim Henson, you did a lot of work with him. How did you actually manage to get a job with him in the first place? Well, when I was in my last year of art school, uh, Carmen Love, who is the guy who designed Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, yeah. taught a class on uh, puppet building. And I took that class and... Um, Towards the end of the semester, he asked me what I was doing after I graduated. And I said I was looking for a teaching job because I had majored in art education. And uh, he said, well, what do you think about, you know, coming to work for me? So I didn't hesitate. I just said, yes, you know. And so I, 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 I have ended up teaching on a, you know, like, a very small basis of, you know, doing presentations to schools about puppetry and, 
teaching our teachers about the, the advantages of um, having kids do creative projects with puppets because they can write a script, they can build a set, yeah. they can design, they can make their own puppets, and then they can perform, which a lot of times for kids, it's much easier to, you know, not be the center of attention, but the puppet yeah. be a center of attention. And I think that's true for a lot of puppeteers. They're much more comfortable with being silly and having fun with yeah. a puppet on their hand than, than uh, you know, acting per se in, in front of a large audience. I mean, yeah. even Jim was rather on the shy side and, um, so I could see, you know, that his, he was much more comfortable being behind Kermit or Ralph or, yeah. you know, Ernie than he was always, you know, being in front of people trying to, you know, express himself. Yeah, so. absolutely. So what was the first project that you worked with him on? Um, the first project I worked on with Kermit was helping to build a, uh, a snuffleupagus for that season of Sesame Street. Yeah. And the grunt work was always dyeing his fur ah. um, in big vats of, um, you know, uh, chemical dye. And that was the actual first job I had. And uh, I ended up pushing my hands down into the vat a little too far. Oh. And I ended up dyeing my my arms brown oh, no. <laughs> and I, I looked rather strange on the subway for a week. Wow. I would get on the subway and, and I would have these brown arms and people would kind of look at me and back away, like not wow. thinking I had some weird disease. That lasted a whole week. You'd think it would just come off in the shower or you could wash it away, right? No, because we, we had, because the, um, the fur fabric is a synthetic, mm. We had to use specially formulated dyes to dye right. that synthetic fur brown. So, yeah. yes, it lasted quite a while. Yeah, you know, it faded gradually. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, and then you went on to work on the Dark Crystal. You were the creature designer and the fabric supervisor of the Mystics in that film. Yeah. So I so um, we started out working in New York. Uh, Sherry Amott, who was head of costuming for the Mystics. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And was also head of the workshop. Uh, we both worked on the mystics, developing them. I was sculpting and building the mechanisms for their eye movement and their hands and everything else. Yeah. And Sherry was working on the costuming. And um, we continued working on them for nine months in New York. And then we got transferred to England. And we were in England for um, two and a half years wow. with... Uh, work, you know, a break to work on Muppet Show and Great Muppet Caper in between the production of Dark Crystal. Yeah. Was that quite a fun film to work on? Because it was sort of, I suppose, experimental at the time and maybe the most adult thing that puppets had ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew we were we were basically um, formulating a new way or a new approach to puppetry. Yeah. Um, certainly grounded in many of the traditional puppet skills and puppet building skills. But um, yeah, we definitely knew. Uh, it was basically, I believe, the first time uh, foam latex, which was a process of making prosthetic makeup, was applied to building puppets. Yeah. Um, it had, foam latex had been used for stop motion animation puppets back then, but mm. not specifically for doing hand puppets. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. And then you went on to work on Fraggle Rock, where you actually built my favorite Fraggle Rock character, Uncle Traveling Matt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That and, and James Gutnick and Ed Christie and I um, built all the radio controlled yeah. Fraggles that were singing in the background with um, with uh, Franz Fazekas, who everybody called Faz, who yeah. he, Faz um, designed almost all the radio controls for the Muppets. And he had a separate section in the workshop where he worked on these things with um, Tom Newby and 
Larry. Uh, let me. No, no, no. I'm sorry, and I'm I'm forgetting people's names. Sorry, yeah. but you know he had his separate workshop, and um, so we had to work closely with Foz because it was very difficult to balance the puppet on the radio control mechanism. It was very sensitive to shift in weight, yeah. So everything had to be perfectly balanced, which is not easy because usually a hand puppet, by the very nature of your hand the weight as you open it, the weight falls back. Yeah. And as you close it, the weight falls forward, especially with the eyes. So we had to use very thin plastic for the eyeballs and we had to constantly be testing them to make sure um, that they would open and close properly without just going, eh, yeah. you know, and then not, sh and not shutting. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, you know, working, on the dark crystal kind of half in america and half over here when it was actually filmed and then going up to canada to do fraggle rock you were sort of all over the place well i actually never went to canada because oh. all the work the all the fraggles were built in new york and mm. then it was filmed in toronto yeah um it so there was only a very small crew of people from the u.s who went to canada and then they hired um Canadian crew hmm. up there to keep the puppets working and and also to puppeteer. Yeah. So it was a very small group of people from the US who went. Yeah. And how fun was it to work on these characters at Fraggle Rock? I mean, did you know that they were gonna be as successful as they were when you were just building this design? No, not at all, because <laughs> um it was really the very beginning of hbo who had funded it yeah and um cable television was in its infancy so we didn't really expect um much from it especially after muppet show which was yeah. just unbelievably popular um all over the world and uh fraggle rock when it first came out you know was a very small audience that saw it yes. and it built over the years and then once things started going to videotape and dvds the audience built and built and built over the years and i'm all you know it's like it wasn't years till years later that people started coming up to you is it true that you worked on you know you built uh, uncle traveling matt and yeah. i said yeah and they say oh it was my favorite show as a kid you know yeah. it's like and I said, oh, really? How did you see it? You know, because I thought it had been off cable television for many years. Yeah. He said, oh, it's on DVD. It's on videotape. It's, you know, I loved it as a kid. So yeah. um, that was a big change. Yeah. And Traveling Matt was designed by Michael K. Frith. How detailed were his designs? Because, you know, Jim Hinton actually was famous for giving Don Celine very rough designs and then he would work wonders with them. So were you also given the same? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Michael would give us, you know, a drawing, you know, usually, you know, maybe one or two, um, you know, posed drawings yeah. of what he thought the character should look like. And then it was up to us to interpret it and bring it to life and make it three-dimensional. Yeah. So um, one of the things that Foz had always taught me was to try and keep thing mechanisms inside a puppet's head simple because mm -hmm. if something broke, you know, it was easier to repair it on set. Yeah. If you did something too complex and held things up, 
you know, nobody is happy about that, you know, because yeah. film and television time is very expensive. Hmm. So um, I, um, for Uncle Traveling Matt, his mustache was something that was very simple. It was just fur fabric and hmm. um, uh, wrapped around two small plastic rods connected by a piece of rubber tubing. Wow. And then when you pushed on the center of the rubber tubing, it would make his mustache go back like this. And if you pulled on it, it would make his mustache go forward, you know, so it looked like he was, you know, it was pointing towards you. Yeah. And then if you pushed down on it, it would go up. And if you pushed up on it, it would go down, making him look, you know, kind of frustrated or unhappy. Yeah. So it was a very simple thing and incredibly effective. And yeah probably in many ways, whereas the mystics mechanisms were very complex and cable controlled, this thing was incredibly simple and very expressive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have you been working on any other projects more recently? Um, everything I've been working on late for the since October of last year is all the new Boglins Ooh. that um, literally are landing in the u.s tomorrow oh wow um we're going to be going to the warehouse to open up the container ship um the shipment is a little delayed in the uk and europe because of the tanker getting stuck in the suez canal oh, right <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> whatever it was like the, the distributor in europe called us he said you know i think we're stuck behind that container ship in the suez canal and it's like are you sure? I was like, because I would have thought it would have been through already. Yeah. And he said, no, I think we're stuck behind it. So we're waiting to see what happens, you know. So things are a little de delayed coming to Europe, but yeah, um, I'm sure it, it'll probably be there in the next two weeks or so. Yeah, they've cleared the way now, so it should be on its way. Yes, it, it is. But there's a backlog of everybody, oh, yeah. you know, trying to get through it. So hopefully very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have any kind of social media or websites that people are able to keep up to date with you on? Yes, I'm on Facebook. It's Tim Clark Toys. And on uh, Instagram, it's the same, Tim Clark Toys. I have a website where I show the stuff I'm designing and working on currently. It's called um, Totems, T. O-T-I-M-S. It's a play on my name. Um, Totems.com. So that's my own personal website where I, you know, show some of the current things I'm working on and doing development on. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been very interesting to talk to you. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, of sound. 